CBS Sports Radio 650 and on 95.7 HD3 KIKK Pasadena, KKHH HD3 Houston, a radio.com station. Helping Houstonians live their best foodie lives. It's time for I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. What's going on? I'm Jesse Watt. And I'm Danielle Dubois. And we are the Hangry Girls on I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. If you're new to the show, welcome. Danielle is our Instagram foodie gal. She is on Instagram as Hangry Houstonian. Sure, you follow her. Everyone loves her. But we started a podcast in this show so we could bring all of the amazing recommendations that Danielle has on her Instagram page to you via podcast. You can listen to what she has to say because a picture is worth a thousand words, but so is what Danielle has to say. (laughs) How was your weekend, Danielle? It was good. You know, it was pretty low key. Remember the week prior I was in Miami, so it was a bit of a change from Miami. So yeah, it was a change. I... Have started a diet. I'm like on a diet journey right now. This isn't even a diet journey. So Danielle was telling me about this off air, by the way. And I don't even think I'd call this a diet. This is like a lifestyle change yeah. for you. So I'm really big on mental growth yeah. and like mental strength and discipline. So I'm not a very disciplined person. Like I'm the first person to admit that. But I do believe in like trying your hardest to be mentally right. disciplined. So that's what I'm working towards. So I think the diet is more of like a life transition kind of step in that direction. You know, like I love to go out. I love to do all these things, but I also want to push my body and push my mindset in a positive way. Everyone I think needs a little bit of a reset because don't get it twisted. Danielle's never had some sort of like unhealthy lifestyle. Danielle has always lived just very normal lifestyle, but you want to be able to push yourself to do more. Yeah. I, uh, love my lifestyle, but I do feel as if eating healthier just makes you feel better. You know, like I have noticed in the past year that like eating gluten and eating like certain dairy things like just hurt my body. Like I don't feel good. I just don't feel good. Like I get bloated. And so for me, when I say that I'm on this diet, you know, what's one thing to like lose some weight. Of course, everyone's like, oh, I could lose a few pounds here and there. But it's more of like a I want to start to go in a certain direction of eating healthy and for my body's sake, you know. And they always say, what, it takes 21 days to make a habit. And it is hard like to form a new habit, whether it's eating healthier or exercising, whatever it is, mental growth, mental strength. It is tough work. So I feel like everyone kind of needs to hit that reset button, especially now that people are coming out of the pandemic and everyone wanted to come out a new person. Remember at the beginning, everyone was like, oh, I'm going to use quarantine to da 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 da. And now it's nearing the end of it. And we're all like, shoot. I can't believe it's been a year like it has this past week made a year of the two weeks of whatever like you know lockdown lockdown yeah Yeah. it's scary to think about honestly that is so crazy but yeah I'm a full believer in you know mental capacity strengthening your mind and that is how you'll have a good life so how is it going for you what are some of the things that you're changing every day and how's it going yeah you know it's so funny because I wish I could just go like underground for like right. three months and then like resurface and just be and your job is like no right exactly oh my gosh every part of me wants just to go underground but obviously I can't do that so I figured why not share my journey with everyone else I've been doing a calorie deficit diet mm-hmm 
it depends if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I wonder how many calories I should eat. It really depends on your body type, your weight, and what do you want to get to. So I'm eating a certain amount of calories, staying within that, and then working out twice a day, which I know that sound sounds kind of crazy to a lot of people, but I'm working out in the gym for about an hour a day, and then I do like a TikTok Love workout that. for about 20 minutes. So nothing like too wild. No, but it really is a lifestyle change when you're used to not working out. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not someone who works out very often, so hearing that you work out twice a day I'm like I should hop on it well it just makes me feel a lot better you know like my brother I will say my brother is an Ironman triathlete like all the things and he has always said about how working out has always helped his mental space his anxiety and stuff and I struggle with anxiety and so I just have always wanted to be one of those people that enjoys working out and so for so long I was like cardio cardio well I hate cardio so really now I'm just going into the gym I'll spend like 20-30 minutes maybe doing cardio and then I'll just lift the rest of the time and I really like to lift yeah yeah I mean lifting is really good when you're in a calorie deficit that's how you you can lose more weight lifting and building that muscle Mm -hmm. you know what's so crazy is there's so many different ways to work out because I like I'm like I hate cardio hate it I don't even like going to the gym and working out but I'm realizing that there's a lot more options of things you can take online Zumba dance classes TikTok videos like oh yeah those things make you sweat and anything that gets your heart rate up will help right I, I kid you not TikTok has been one of my biggest motivators through me deciding that I'm gonna do this right I mean, my TikTok is now, the algorithm has now calculated like workout videos to me. Healthy videos, motivation videos and stuff. So it's like really tailored to what I'm interested in right now. Right. And it's so much motivation when I like look through all these people that have had these transformations. I'm like, I can do that too. Why can't I? Okay, so metaphorically, Danielle's going underground for three (laughs) months and she's going to emerge as a new person. Yes. And when we do finally emerge, we're going to go out and do some date night spots. So Again, if you're new to the show, we do this every single week where we bring you three brand new date night spots, all suggestions that come from Hangry Houstonian herself, and she will never suggest anything that she doesn't love. So let's hear what we're doing this week. So obviously with my job, I still have to go out. I still have to take pictures of food. And again, in a calorie deficit, I can be smart about what I'm trying at restaurants when I'm taking pictures and I'm working with them and stuff. So I I can still be smart with this. So my first date night spot is a place called Margo's Oyster Bar. Mm. It's in Bravery Hall, which is next to Secret Garden. Perfect. Yeah, you remember Secret Garden. So I went out to Margot's on Sunday for mm-hmm. their brunch, and it is so, so cute. And I was able to try a few of their things. Of course, you know, raw oysters, like how many calories are in a raw oyster? Right. They're known for their raw oysters. The chef was, like, walking me through how he, like, goes about selecting them and all this. And really? then, of course, they have, like, the char-grilled oysters, which I love. And so, of course, I had to try it. And, again, I tried these things. I worked out that morning tried this stuff. And I mean, I still lost weight that day. So it's, right. it's okay. You can still eat the things it. that you love, right? But just be mindful in calorie count. So Margo's Oysters right now, they have a brunch, which is delicious. That's what I tried. And then they also have, you know, dinner and stuff like that. But right now they're doing a deal with Secret Garden. Secret Garden's having a DJ on Sundays and you Ooh. can like eat the brunch out in the Secret Garden. That is so cute. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Such fun Sunday. Someone, I don't know who, maybe you would know, but someone just posted a video on Instagram that I follow of like a walkthrough of Secret Garden. Oh, was it Houston Bucket List? Perhaps. I run That them. was you. I, okay, yeah, I, I run Houston Bucket List. I can tell. Like I always know when I see something and I'm like, Danielle did that. I know my girl. <laughs> I know my girl. I know my Danielle. So I figured it had to be you, Red but colors. I knew it wasn't Hangry Houstonian. But Secret Garden right now is like ready for spring. I think the post was and it Mm -hmm. looks gorgeous. I mean, it has all those flowers and stuff. So cute. And honestly, 
Margot's love their food. Yeah. It's, it has like a very French, lots of buttery breads and anything that is just like wants to be like dipped in butter. Which right. Love that. We love that. We love that. <laughs> yes. So good. But it's so much fun that you can like eat that good food out on Secret Garden's patio. Yeah. That's a cute idea. Yes. Yeah, like so, so cute. Okay. Next spot. Next spot is another place that I went to this week. Again, guys, just, you just know, calorie order, count. Order, order, yeah. <laughs> calorie count. Eat smart. So I went to Opatoro with some of my friends. We got mussels. We got octopus. I saw this. Okay. You posted it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I posted okay, this. Keep going. Yes. I posted I, this I've on seen TikTok as well. Y'all like, trying to really up my TikTok game. Seriously, at Hangry Houstonian, she's got some good stuff on there. I she's always watch it. it. I'm like, oh, shoot, it looks good. Well, before, I didn't know how to really do TikTok. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm rolling. We're rolling You're on rolling it on yeah. it. You're yeah. rolling on it. So it's more of a seafood place. It's a Portuguese okay. tapas oh. restaurant. They have a great wine menu. Mm-hmm. So if you're really into Spanish wines, this is a great option. Paella, which is a Spanish rice dish. Yeah. And it has different, you can get it with seafood. And Jesse doesn't like seafood, so you can get it with like meat or Yay. different like meats <laughs> and stuff like that. But again, it's it's really good. I think that you would really like the paella. Okay. I think it's a really good option for somebody that like, you know, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New to seafood. <laughs> well, yeah, the octopus, so good. It came like on a bed of a few potatoes and stuff. And then the mussels, I love mussels so much. And again, this is something that's like not super, super caloric. Again, right. my friends like dipped French bread into the sauce, which of course adds, you know, the calories and stuff. But I mean, mussels themselves are not like a super caloric dish and stuff. Right. So I got out of there. Absolutely fine. Loved it. Great date night spot. Great. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, we have one more for all today. So our third date night spot is going to be Ginger and Fork. Ginger okay, and Fork heard is of this. Okay, yeah. It's in the Heights area. Think of like trendy dumpling. Oh boy. But in the Heights. Yes. Yeah. So great. I mean, soup dumplings. Hello. Daniela loves trendy dumplings. Love soup dumplings. <laughs> yes. I will say. Comparing the two, Trinity Dumpling and Ginger Fork, Ginger Fork is going to be a little bit nicer okay. within like the atmosphere and a little bit pricier. So just like right. keep that in mind. Honestly, probably like a little bit for a date date, you know, yeah. like it's probably a nicer place. Whereas Trinity Dumpling, like I can go in, you know, sweatpants and stuff and my hair in a bun and I'm, I'm feeling fine and stuff. But Ginger and Fork, very nice atmosphere. Again, it's like that same kind of food. You're going to get soup dumplings. You're going to get the bao buns and the pecking duck and all those good things that we absolutely love. Sounds like a, That sounds like a great option. And again, it depends on what kind of date you're going for, whether you want to do like a laid back. We're just going to go get trendy dumpling. But this sounds like if I was going to be taken on a date, like you'd rather go to the yeah. nicer place, of a little course, bit better atmosphere, right? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Did you go this week? I didn't go to Ginger and Fork this week. Okay, but everything we're yeah, like everything we're checking else, it all yeah. off our list. I mean, so. seriously, I you know it's funny because when we talk about day night spots, I usually am like thinking about places that of course I've been to or yeah. something like that. But Margot's and Opatoro, I was there this week. You're like, oh, just checking one off the list, two I off know. the list. And the best part is you went to both of them and you were still doing your I don't want to say diet because it's, it's so not. It's like a, just a lifestyle. Your reset. You were still into that whole zone while you got to go, which you I can think call it a diet. It's fine. I mean, yes, I've I've already lost eight pounds which i know it's like water weight no screw that i'm the first person to be like sis it's water weight no No, i know but i also have been like kicking it into gear which is so great lifting heavy well i think this shows people too that you can go out and you can eat what you want as long as you're being smart about it and you're like hey i went to both of these places they were both fantastic i had a great time and i'm still doing good yeah exactly i mean the chefs at margo's they were like do you want like 
chicken and waffles and stuff, and I was like, I don't know how much I can resist that, so no, I can't, I can't <laughs> order that. But like the eggs, you know, I can yeah, order, exactly. right? So. Yeah, I mean, it's just making healthy choices at any places that you go to. And even if it's like, you know, you do get chicken and waffles, then of course you can get that and add that into your calories for the day. Choices. Speaking of choices, if you're one of those people that looks at a menu and sees a million different options but always goes to the chicken tenders, like myself, we are going to try and break you out of your comfort zone. Coming up next on I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. From date night to must-try restaurants, it's a show all about Houston food and nightlife. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. Danielle has me stressed out today <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Number one, she is doing this amazing diet for herself that is going to restart everything in her body. It's kind of like the 75 hard. Danielle, explain what that is for anyone who doesn't know. Okay, so 75 hard is basically like... It is a diet, but it's a really a mental like mindset challenge. Yeah. The founder of First Form put out this challenge and said that he thought that two people would do this challenge. And now tons and tons of people have done it. So for 75 days, you have to work out twice a day, one of which has to be a 45-minute workout outside. Okay. You have to read 10 pages of a self-motivation kind of book, nonfiction, every single day. Okay. You have to journal. You have to drink a gallon of water and have to be on a, a specific diet. Whew, it's a lot. It is a lot. You know, it's a lot, especially with our lives that are busy and, yeah. you know, working out twice a day. I mean, it's hard when you're saying 45 minutes per workout. I mean, there's a lot of restrictions there and stuff. So my mindset was I know that I like the idea of 75 hard, but I just know my lifestyle and me just getting back into working out after really a year of like a lot of health issues and stuff yeah. and not being medically cleared to work yeah. out. I'm finally feeling good enough to be able to have the stamina to work out and stuff. So, you know, the 75 hard challenge is not meant for me right now, I don't think. So I'm doctoring it to my lifestyle. Yeah, and I think everyone can do that. Your own little version of 75 hard, call it whatever you want. If you don't mind me asking, what book are you reading? Oh my gosh. Well, my sister-in-law just gave me a book yesterday, but the book that I'm reading is It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Okay, okay. Yeah, and they also have like a study guide with this, and it's basically just like talking about like, life when life throws you curveballs you know how do you pivot how like do you take these like there's people with certain mindsets will take things that happen to them in a certain way right like if you think like oh my gosh like this is a big issue my life now sucks because of it like that's your mental mindset or are you taking this like hey this happened to me now I'm gonna take this as fuel to the fire and like I'm gonna become something great from it you know yeah see all of this is so inspiring and I love hearing about it and you know you're making me want to hop on my like life journey right now do it let's all do this modified 75 hard but danielle is specifically stressing me out today because she comes in and she's like i'm on a diet and i've lost eight pounds and i'm eating zoodles right now i'm eating zoodles and i'm so healthy and motivated and i'm like oh god what are we gonna do today and she's like we're gonna talk about foods that are out of our comfort zone and i'm like shoot because if anyone knows me my comfort zone is very small and it consists of a lot of mac and cheese cheeseburgers, chicken tenders, American food, essentially. Right. I don't stray very far outside of like chicken and beef. So Danielle is looking to broaden my horizons today and anyone else who is a picky eater out there or you just have one specific food that you like, be nervous. <laughs> She's giving me the death stare right I'm now. I'm so me... scared because I really don't know what you're going to say. So, okay. These are three restaurants that I absolutely love okay and that i think if you're gonna be a little bit adventurous with your eating these are 
three places that are not going to let you down. Okay. That I think that are within their specific categories. I think they're some of the best in Houston. Well, hangry Houstonian stamp of approval. Let's go. All right. First spot is going to be crawfish. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. These are these are things that I'm not talking about. Like, I mean, I was about to say bugs. These are these are bugs. Bugs. The, yes. Let me let me specifically tell you. <laughs> I'm so stupid right now. Let me specifically tell you what stresses me out about these foods, and then I want you to try and like talk me out of it, work me down. Okay. Yeah. What stresses me out about crawfish is I am not someone who likes to eat seafood, but like if I'm ever going to venture out, I don't know if I want something that has eyeballs looking at me and I don't know what it is about the eyeballs, but they stare at me. And I watched my friend Elena eat them the other day and you literally like twist the heads off of them and people suck the brains out and it freaks me out that you can see it. Like, do you ever look at that crawfish and say, wow, he had a family. No, and then, <laughs> never. Oh my god! And gosh. now he's staring at me as I dip him I mean, in butter. Maybe I do that to a chicken before I do it to a crawfish. Okay, that no, that's fair. I know I'm crazy because I eat chicken and beef, but like something about looking the food in the eyes before you put it in your mouth. And I know everyone tells me it's amazing. Dip it in butter, everything. Tell me why this shouldn't stress me out. I mean, I grew up with it, so I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think it's so good. Now, I will say I was helping somebody peel them the other day, and it was their first time eating them, and they were like, this is a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work for the amount of meat, but I will say crawfish is more of like a social thing. Like, you don't typically eat like crawfish by yourself. Some people, of course, do, but it's definitely like a social gathering. You're peeling, you're talking, we're doing that that whole thing. Okay. Boils. When we talk about a boil, we're talking about all kinds of things can go into that boiling pot, right? Right. Which makes it so much fun. I mean, I grew up with it. So, you know, we've talked about what my favorite food is. And it definitely crawfish is, of course, up there. Soup dumplings has probably taken the lead by now. <laughs> but crawfish, I mean, it's just so good. And I, I wish you would try it and uh-huh. enjoy it. And we'll get you to that point I know. One day. We'll get there. Like, I yes. promise at some point I will try it because I know that everyone says it's amazing. And it reminds them of home, especially if they grew up in the South. So it's something I definitely need to get on. Because there's a lot. I mean, it's crawfish season right now. Yeah. Too, right? So we only have until like June. So we got to get, uh, get going soon. We got to move fast. Yes. Okay. But if you're going to try crawfish, Boyle House is my favorite in Houston, hands down. Okay. Putting it on the list. Boyle yes. House crawfish. Yes. Okay. Second spot. We're going out of our comfort zone. All right. Second spot. We are going to go to Himalaya. Ooh. Himalaya is an Indian restaurant. Okay. Which... You've had butter chicken maybe before? Yes, at Traveler's Table. Okay, there you go. So Himalaya is probably the most, I should, probably shouldn't say this, but I think it's one of the most notorious restaurants in Houston for Indian food. Okay. Anthony Bourdain went to Himalaya. It's been featured on numerous like Food Network shows and the Travel Channel and all that stuff. It is a great place if you're going to go out of your comfort zone and eat really good Indian food. Because I feel like if you're going to go out of your comfort zone and try these different cuisines, right, whether it's crawfish or this, like you need to go to the best because if you have a bad experience, it's going to ruin it for you. So that's why I wanted to give what I think is like the top picks in these different cuisine categories. That's so true. Because if you have a bad first experience, you're like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. You're like, what's the hype about? Yeah, exactly. And you know, Indian cuisine is something that I feel I always miss. And I'm sure a lot of other people do. But when I think about branching out, obviously, for me, I think seafood. I think a lot of people think like Asian food or anything. But Indian food just never comes to mind to me. And I don't know why. I couldn't agree more with you. So I didn't really grow up 
on Indian food, yeah, Pakistani food, any sort of like that style food, Lebanese food, really. I mean, it wasn't until like like high school days that I remember eating really any sort of like Mediterranean food. Yeah. So moving here where there's a larger community of those type of people that actually can do it right. Yeah. It's been interesting to have that as like part of the culinary options here where back in Baton Rouge it just wasn't right because that's yeah, you not what we grew up on they need to bring out more options online because you know when you go on Google Maps or Yelp or whatever there's not really like they'll say Italian Mexican American they need an Indian option because we really do have so many options for it here and I never even think to go check one out and I live right by one I could not pronounce it if you paid me to <laughs> But, you know, people say really good things about it. Now, Indian food specifically is a lot more like spices. and Yes. Yeah. All the cumins and stuff. There's a Kirin's around the corner as well. Okay. Kirin's is really, really popular. It's the K-I-R-A-N-S. Okay. Kirin's. Okay. Yeah. Very, very popular restaurant mm-hmm. um, here as well. Yeah, this is something we're going to have to check out. And I didn't yeah. even know because I did Traveler's Table and I had no idea that the butter chicken was more of an Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. It was great though. Yeah. Lots of spices and I loved it. Very flavorful. Yeah. Their food is for sure flavorful. Yes, absolutely. Okay, we're going to branch out one more time. I'm really nervous. Last spot. Third spot is one of my favorite Thai restaurants in Houston. It is called Thai Gourmet. Okay. Thai Gourmet is over in the Galleria area. I think it is like, I mean, when I think of Thai food, it is... I said this on TikTok the other day about stuff being authentic and I had people literally coming for me. So I probably shouldn't say super authentic. But when I think of Thai Gourmet, I think it's really authentic. Yeah. I love pad thai. Mm -hmm. I love the pad suey noodles, all those like thick, chewy noodles and stuff. I mean, a lot of it is like a very noodle base. Yeah. Do you like Thai food? You know, the first time I think I ever had even like pad thai was with you. I think we went to Kindy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that was, and it was great. I loved it. But again, it's, it's different and it's almost shocking to your palate if you've never had it before. Yeah. But you get used to it very quickly and you like it. But I think it takes a couple times to be like, to crave it, you know, because at very first it's like a shock. I'm like, yeah. Which is so weird because, like, I grew up eating Thai food. My dad loves stir fries and anything Mm -hmm. like that. So for us, that Asian cuisine was, I mean, probably, like, second in our household to just, like, regular, you know, grilled chicken kind of stuff, right? Right, So, I mean, we ate a ton of that Asian Thai, Thai specifically. It's really good. It's kind of the same thing I want to say, like, Indian. It's just very flavorful. Yeah. It's great, but if you're used to eating chicken tenders your whole life, those are one of those foods where you put it in your mouth and you kind of pause for a minute and you're like, whoa. I also love like peanutty kind of sauces and like that sesame. I mean, obviously the zoodle bowl that I'm eating right now is a sesame ginger. Like, I mean, that's really, yeah. And then that's, I I love that like Asian y, glazy type stuff. So for me, Thai food fits right up that alley. And stir fry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I would eat stir fry literally for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Any day of the week then doesn't you, even matter. You need to go to Tiger Man for sure. Where is where is Tiger Man? Yeah, it's off of Richmond in the Galleria okay. area. Oh, okay. So it's like not too yeah, far it's not from far us at all. all. No, it's just like kind of like on the other side, like kind of going a little bit towards okay. uh, Sugarland. Awesome. All right. I'm done stressing about our new things and going out of our comfort zone because I know that coming up next, we're going to get back in our comfort zone and go buy you bar hopping. Helping us live our best foodie lives. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. What's going on? It's the Hangry Girls, and I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. And we are going to go buy you bar hopping this week, but you probably aren't going to catch Danielle out at the bars for a little bit because she is metaphorically going underground for three months, and she is going to come out 
hotter than ever. I mean, you already are hotter than ever, oh, but like us. you're yeah. on this transformation. So mentally strong. How is this going to be for you? Do you think it's going to be hard to not go to bars? And because I don't, you're, Danielle's not a crazy drinker. I feel like we always joke on the show that Danielle and I are wild. We are not actually that crazy but Danielle you're a social butterfly yeah so I feel like that's the hardest part is not going to the bars whereas like I can go out and not drink so like this past Sunday I met my friends at Wicklow for like an hour and I didn't drink right you know I was out in the sunshine and and hung out but I didn't drink so I can feel like I can do that you know the Sundays that we're just kind of chilling but if people are like raging that might be a different story. Yeah, I feel like it'd be really hard to hit up. I mean, that right there takes a lot of willpower because to hit up a bar at 10 p.m. at night when everyone's taking shots and to be able to have the mental strength and the willpower to say, you know what, guys? Good. Can't do yeah. that today. Yeah, That's see, a lot. The evenings I can't do. This was in the afternoon. It was like one in the yeah. afternoon or something. And I was like, hey, I'm going to stop by before I go celebrate my brother's birthday. Like I'm already like dressed and stuff to do that. So I'm just going to like stop by real quick. So that was easy for me. But yeah, I mean, my friends went to sporting club this weekend and then to Drift, and I was like, hey, guys. Can't do it. Nope. And then, of course, like, all these pictures come out and stuff, and you're like. FOMO. Total FOMO. What it takes, what it takes. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to prioritize myself right now and what I think is best for my mental space. And just honestly, going out all the time, it, it takes a lot. It's mentally just kind of draining. Like, I don't necessarily want to wake up on Saturday mornings and have a hangover. Right. Well, and that's true. And I feel like once you start getting into this groove, I mean, you've been doing it for a little bit now, but once you really settle into it, you're probably just going to feel so much more rested, relaxed when you wake up. Because a lot of times, a lot of us use the weekends as like, a, oh, we need to reset everything and relax and you'll feel better and well rested. But if you're going out to the bars, you wake up on Monday morning feeling as crappy as ever. Yeah. Well, I was using the weekends as I wasn't resting. I wasn't yeah. relaxing. I was okay let's go drink. Okay, let's go. Like, or just let's go be around people and stuff. And I wasn't taking time to grow in my business or grow mentally, strengthen myself. Like you should use a certain amount of time a week to grow as a person. Right? Yeah. And I just wasn't utilizing any of that. <laughs> see, so you may not see Danielle out at the bars or if you do, make sure you're not offering her shots because the answer is going to be no. <laughs> However, she is still here to give all of us who still feel like we want to go out on the weekends some suggestions for Bayou Bar Hopping. So I have three new spots that I have just really learned about. And, you know, I was thinking about how I'm not raging right now, but if I was to go out and if I was to like go somewhere more chill, where would I want to go? Well, there's three new spots that I wanted to talk about. One of which it's called How to Survive Land and Sea. It's not new, but it's newer. Yeah, it's a newer to me bar lounge area. Okay, so this is over in Edo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't typically go to Edo, but I feel like the places that I'm going to talk about are like places that you know, are just more chill vibes. You kind of like, you know, graduate to those kind of bars and those vibes like as we One day. Yes, as we age, right? So How to Survive Land and Sea, it's like a casual wine and beer bar. They do wine tastings, which I thought was really, really cool. And yeah, you can just go there, get a nice glass of wine. During the pandemic, they had it like 50% off. So I'm not exactly sure what they're doing right now, but I know that you can purchase- bottles of wine as well, which is really oh. cool. A lot of the wine that they have there is not wine you're going to get like at Kroger or at HEB. It's, yeah. You know, like specialty. it's going to be, yeah, that really cool specialty wine that is like, you know, specifically selected for you, which I think is really cool. 
Here's my theory. I have a theory. So I think when everything, I mean, everything obviously is open right now, but when everyone finally decides like it's safe to go out and the federal mask mandate is done and everything, I think everyone's going to go wild for like a month, like buck wild. We're hitting up every single bar. (laughs) We're taking every single shot. And then I think everyone's going to get so sick of going out because, you know, we overdid it. We're like, we've been in quarantine for a whole year and we're going to go crazy. And then I think everyone, no matter how old you are, is going to graduate to these types of places. <laughs> I think it's going to age everyone so fast. Even if you just turn 21, I think you're going to go buck wild for a month and then calm down, relax and say, you know what? Maybe we should go to a place like this where we can actually sit, actually have a conversation and have beer and wine. I really think everyone's going to graduate early. Well, you know, that's kind of how I feel about like what I've done. I started going back out in end of December, beginning of January, you know, and so now where it's now almost April, I feel as if I'm kind of like drained from going out and I want to like better myself and now maybe graduate to places like this. I know last week we talked about permission, whiskey, mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. So like places like that. There's so many different options and cool places that have specialty drinks because what's the point of you know every single weekend granted this is fun every once in a while but going to the bars and vodka soda vodka soda vodka sprite the entire like every single time every single time and you have the same drink and you're like well gets the job done okay well why not try out this place or permission whiskey where you have more specialty cocktails or specialty wines and you actually have like a drink tailored to you I think more people would enjoy that oh no I totally agree and I will put this on the record that when I go to drift or to McIntyre's Guys that go to Drift and McIntyre's are not typically, like, the guy that I'm going for. <laughs> I don't, and I don't mean to be, like, super rude, but, like, it's not. It's you not. You know, like, it just, it, it's not. And you know it. But you can tell everyone it's a type. And usually the guys in the bars at Drift and McIntyre's who are, like, doing the shots, those are some people. That's just not your type. And that's oh, fine. No. Totally fine. Okay, let's move on really quick to our second spot on Bayou Bar Hopping. So our second spot is going to be a new bar slash club they call it a club but it's more really more like a bar lounge it's definitely not it's called can pie can pie can pie something like that how do you spell it k-a-n-p-a-i every time something new comes out like this and we can't pronounce it it's like i don't know it's camp camp i know yeah and then and then you know what happens is eric sandler listens to the podcast sometimes oh yeah the culture map editor and so he'll text me and be like it was pronounced this way. I'm like, oh my God. You're like, I don't know. I'm like, of course, Eric Sandler listened to this dang episode. Like I make myself sound like a complete idiot. No, not at all. To, because uh, honestly, I wouldn't king. know how to pronounce it. Like, can tell pie. him. Can Yeah, I think it's con pie. Eric, yeah. you need to, you need to come and do a little debriefing with us before we start talking about these right? things. Seriously, though. <laughs> Seriously. So that way we know how to pronounce them when we get to the spot. Okay. Yes. So say it again. Kanpai. Kanpai. Okay. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this. Okay. So it is a lounge bar, clubs, whatever you want to call it, next to the hand roll place called Hando. Okay. The, it's like the hand roll sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's off of 11th. And this place is really cool because it's like craft cocktails and you can like go have dinner at Hando and then go have a nice drink over here. I saw a picture of their lychee martini. Looks so good. I love lychee martinis, and I think you'd like it too. Well, you 
What's a lychee martini? So a lychee martini is like, it's very fruity. It's like oh, a very fruity. Yeah, it's like sweet and fruity. It's, it's kind of like their version of like a strawberry or something, but it's white. Almost Say like, less. You yeah. said sweet and fruity yeah, and I'm down for it. It's so good. It is so, so good. So they're having like Japanese style cocktails, which I thought was really cool if you go to dinner at Hando. Yeah. And then since it's next door, pop over for cocktails. That's actually a really great date option. Yeah, heck yeah, for sure. See, we just like to give y'all all the options. You want to go out with girlfriends? Great. You want to go out with your guy friend? Great. You want to go on a date? Great. We, we got have you. more than enough options for you. Easy peasy. Okay, we have time for one more spot on Bayou Bar Hopping. So our last spot is called One Armed Scissor. A new spot downtown. Oh, Actually, I take that back. I'm not necessarily sure if it's new. I just really haven't heard it's of it. It's new to you. It's new to I you. haven't heard of that either, yeah. honestly. Which, but I'm excited because it's downtown. I'm really hoping that in the next few months that downtown starts to pick up the pace and oh my God, gets so back fun. to life, it's so life down there. So when I saw that I was on Travis Street, I was like, heck yeah, <gasps> stuff's coming back. So one of the cocktails that stuck out to me when I looked at it, Amaretto Sour. But, yes. but it looked like a fancy Amaretto Sour, not the ones that I ordered when I was like 17 years old. Dang. Literally. And <laughs> Bourbon Street. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, woof. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's what That was my drink of choice back in the day. But the one that I saw in the pictures like looked so good. It looks like a really cool place. And yeah. I'm def- I might, well, I see. I'm going to go try it out. Well, I can't obviously for three months because I'm underground. Well, I'm underground. I'm metaphorically underground yes. from social media, but I'm also on social media. Don't you ever have those moments where you're just like, I just want to yes. like delete everything. Like, I, I did. I don't want at anybody. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. Before when I was in college, like before Ugh. I started my job, I just deleted all my stuff. and was like, you know what? I'm gonna go underground. I'm off the grid. Off no one the can grid. Find That's me. how I feel like I want to be. But now back on the grid. We can't do that. Yeah, downtown is actually really sad right now. I'm hoping that as more places start to open up and people start to hear about places like this, what is it called? One arm scissor. Did I just make that one up? arm scissor. Yeah. Oh, look at me go. I hope that people are gonna start going downtown again because it really does look like a ghost town. And now that more and more people are going out, like the Heights is packed again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. So I'm gosh. like, when are we gonna transfer all of these people to downtown? Like we need at least one night. You know? Come on, people. Come on. Come on. All right, hang tight because coming up after the break, we're gonna give you a new cocktail of the week. But this week is gonna be a little different. It's not like our regular cocktail of the week, and we're gonna get into TikTok. So don't go anywhere. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. What should you be sipping on this weekend? It's time for cocktails. The weekend is here, and we like to celebrate by giving y'all a brand new cocktail recipe every single week. If you have one that you want us to try out, there's a specific cocktail that you love. All you have to do is send it to us on Instagram at HangryHoustonian, Jesse at 965 or the Hangry Girls podcast. Danielle, what are we mixing up this week? So I went on Pinterest, and I was looking up different bubbly mocktails because... As Jesse was talking about earlier, we were talking about how I am on this fitness journey. I'm not. You're on a life journey. Yeah, I'm on a life journey right now. I'm not drinking for the next like, well, I said it was going to be 50 days. So I'm having that surgery on May 6th. So probably like until the end of May. So I'm just not going to be drinking and like, you know, just getting right with my body, my mind. Are you trying to get all this ready for your surgery? I mean, I want to be obviously the healthiest I can be going into surgery. I think that's so smart is just to be mentally right, physically. You have to. Just to be able to recover faster and, and better. Super um, smart. Yeah. So that's kind of like my mindset also going into all this. And alcohol obviously is like not great for your body. So I am not drinking currently. So we're doing mocktails. I'm doing a mocktail. This is what we're doing. I'm and doing I love a mocktail. that. And so I found this like little website and has like a bunch of 
little mocktail recipe things. So the first one that I came across was a berry bubbly. It's three ounces of Sprite, three ounces of raspberry Ooh. lemonade, Ooh. which I love. Some crystal light. Honestly, you can make this healthy, really. You could get diet Sprite. Do like three ounces yeah, of diet like Sprite. Mm-hmm. Do three ounces of crystal light lemonade pack and then do like some muddled raspberries and just... That sounds really good. Yeah, because it has that fizz to it, you know? It's like a Shirley Temple, but like with raspberry lemonade. Why do we put so much effort into our cocktails? Like when we're making a cocktail, we're like, let's muddle the fruit and let's get this chaser and this mixer and a little bit of this syrup. And then when it comes to our regular drinks, we're like, pour me a glass of Dr. Pepper and I'm fine. We should be putting this much effort into our non-alcoholic drinks too. I agree. Start a movement. We need to start a movement because... If I just came home from work, I can just picture it and like open up a glass or a can of Sprite and mix up something like this. And for those of us who are drinkers, like a splash of vodka wouldn't hurt or like rum or something like a coconut rum. All of that sounds amazing. We need to start putting more effort into those drinks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to love like Shirley Temples and stuff growing up. I mean, it's really not that complicated when you think about it. But it just makes you feel fancy. Oh, absolutely. Get a nice straw and cup and all those things. Yeah, you bougie girl. Have you seen there's these new bars opening up? And I'm like, can you even consider them bars? Because they're bars, I'm doing finger air quotes, because they're not serving alcoholic drinks. They're specific bars for mocktails. Really? Where did you see this at? In your opinion, just in the news, we talked about it on the morning show with myself and Sarah Pepper. They're creating a bunch of bars of just mocktails in your opinion would you consider that a bar or is that just a restaurant because like to me definition of bar is like you're yeah, serving that's booze a good question i don't know maybe like a lounge yeah right i mean yeah. i'm not hating like, is on there it good seating? I love it. because like if there's good and adequate seating then i'm going to consider that a lounge not a bar right like when i think of bar i think of alcohol so but when i think of a lounge i think of like just cozy you can go chill like yeah. you don't necessarily need a drink because i think It's smart. Like, I like the idea of having a specific place for specialty mocktails. Like, that's super fun. And, you know, for anyone who's, like, maybe recovering alcoholic, that'd be a great place for them to go hang out and be with their friends and feel like they get that sense of socialization. Yeah. But I'm like, is it a bar or is it not? I don't I wouldn't go as far to say that it's a bar. bar. Okay. (laughs) Well, there we go. Brand new mocktail for you this week. Like I said, any suggestions you have, go ahead and slide right into our DMs. And also just want to remind you that if you ever miss a recipe or we went a little too fast for you, you can rewind on the radio.com app when you listen to our podcast. All you have to do is type in the word hangry and we'll pop right up or you can let us wake you up on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Just talk to your Google Alexa and say, Alexa, turn on CBS Sports Radio 650 on radio.com. And we got you. We got you. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. Time to slide into Danielle's DMs. Danielle, I feel like it was a slow week since you're underground. You know, it has been. I I mean, I've had some campaigns and stuff, but haven't gone to like a lot of restaurants and stuff this week. Yeah, um, which has been good because I've just been really focusing on working out and getting my campaigns done. Exactly, which yeah. is really great. But you know what you've been doing a lot of lately that I've been really interested in? TikTok. Yeah, I'm really enjoying TikTok. Like looking at TikTok and even making my own TikToks. And when I think of TikTok, of, of course, like I'm 30, so I'm thinking like of like the dances and stuff. But like TikTok really... I've learned so much from TikTok in the past, like, probably month that I've, like, really gotten going with it. I mean, I've learned so much. Well, TikTok is really cool as a creator. 
I think because you can really create anything and it, you know, a lot of us our age, we loved Vine. Vine was like our jam. But TikTok, there's so many more options. Videos can be longer. I think that's great. But what I really like about TikTok compared to other social medias, I think their algorithm is so on point. Like Facebook, I could say one word. Like earlier in the podcast, we were talking about Indian food. Guarantee you it's going to come up on my Facebook uh-huh. because your phone listens. But TikTok really goes off what you like and what you're watching. Yeah, what and you watch. And it tailors it to you. Which is amazing. So obviously, Danielle, I'm assuming you have a lot of mixture between food and workout right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of recipes, motivational stories, people that are on a fitness journey, 75 hard, like all that stuff is really filling my for you page. But it's nice to know, like when you're going through something, you're in a specific like niche. It's nice to know that other people are going through it with you. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I find motivation, like seeing that other people have lost weight or had success success, doing this stuff. Like I need to see that for me to be like, all right, let's wake up. Let's get it. Let's get it. It feels like you have a community, even if you don't know them, because it's one thing to wake up and do this whole 75 hard thing by yourself. That'd be really tough. But to go on, you know, TikTok and see other people are doing it. And if they can do it, you can do it. Totally agree. Super, super nice. Totally agree. You do feel like you have a community that you have people that like almost you have to like not report to, but like you're like watching other people's journeys and stuff. You feel like you have a support system. Right. Now, that may be what your for you page is, but Danielle also creates TikToks using some of the videos she takes on her Hangry Houstonian page on Instagram, which I really like because it gives me a different side of you because your Instagram page is a lot of like these bright, colorful pictures of the food when it comes out, which is great for when you want to see what you need to order. But your TikTok, you take videos of the actual atmosphere in the place. So if you're looking to plan a date night, you can check out the TikTok and see more of the restaurant and less of the food. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I started my Instagram account, all that needed to be done was one picture on a post. Yeah. You like maybe edited it a little bit, pulled out some colors. Yeah. Very basic. That was the thing. And then it was like, okay, now you need to start posting a few more pictures and then some stories. And then now it's like, you need to be super creative and make these videos and this and that. I'm like, videos is not what my eye like I have an eye for photography but like I don't necessarily have like an eye for video so like I've had to really train myself and like learn what it takes to make a cool TikTok video what are transitions what is all this stuff that's all really new to me but I mean it's a sign of the times and I just have to continue to transform with that yeah you gotta adjust and adapt and that can be difficult exactly yes adapt to the times it is really cool, though, because I love when you post the TikToks and it's almost like a point of view. And yeah. it's like, OK, I see the restaurant and then you'll get videos of all the food. I just I think it's great. And you put text on top of it, too, which is something that not a lot of people necessarily do within Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I do. I love it. It definitely takes a good amount of time. And so when the TikToks do well, I'm like, heck, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so let's pumped, go. Right? Like when once they start going viral, I'm like. See, that's what's tough, though, about TikTok is I feel like it's so selective. You could post a really, really amazing video. Took you hours of time. You use all the hashtags and no one sees it. That's how I feel with a lot of my stuff completely flops. And I'm like, but I just spent hours. But I spent and then you post something that you spend zero time on and you just were messing around. And that's the one that gets all the likes. You're like, okay, whatever. It's so ridiculous. That's the only thing I don't like about it. But 
Hey, you You're win like, some, you lose some. I spent so much time, and I know users too, and they'll even comment this. I love going through the comment sections. When they say, they're like, I'm going to like this specifically because I can tell they put a lot of time into this. Oh, yeah. Like, Thank I mean, like, you. Yeah, no, like I appreciate when I see like creators like really put in effort. I'm like, oh my gosh. You deserve that like. Like I know how long it takes me to make a TikTok. I can only imagine how long it took them to make this. So they deserve that like. Oh, show. All right, Danielle, we have a few minutes left. So we are going to go through all of the places that we talked about today the addresses we're going to take all of the hard work out of it for you so that way you don't have to spend any time googling and you can have more time just eating and enjoying the good food so we start out the show every single week by giving y'all three brand new date night spots and danielle this week we started with margo's oyster bar and that's in bravery Bravery hall Hall. yeah bravery hall which i love it has so many good options in there and then also it has that secret garden attached to it so Margo's is at 409 Travis Street. Okay, and then next spot? Opatoro at 125 West Gray Street. Perfect. And then our third spot was Ginger and Fork at 4705 Inner Street. Then Danielle started to make me super nervous, but I'm excited about it because this year, 2021, we are going to branch out, get out of our comfort zones. Jesse's eating food. some crawfish. I'm eating crawfish at She's some point eat some this crawfish. year. All right. Yes. So Boyle House show is your fave, is. right? She's not going to die from eating crawfish <laughs> or eating anything that has eyeballs. Oh, my God. Okay, so we started at Boyle House. Yes. At 606 East 11th Street. Perfect. Then we moved on to some Indian cuisine. Yep. At Himalaya, which is super notorious here in Houston, at 6652 Southwest Freeway. Okay. And then our third spot was one of my favorite Thai restaurants in the city at Thai Gourmet at 6324 Richmond. And then, of course, we went by you bar hopping. We did. We went to some cool kind of quaint lounges. Our first stop was the hard to say place at <laughs> Can Pai. Can, Who knows? Can Pai. Club at 518 West 11th Street. This is going to be next to Hando. I highly recommend going to Hando for some food and then going to this place. Our second stop was at One Arm Scissor at 208 Travis Street. And then the third spot was How to Survive Land and Sea at 3401 Harrisonburg Boulevard. Perfect. And then Danielle gave us this really cool mocktail to check out. And as always, if you have any suggestions of not just cocktails, mocktails, but just places you want to hear Danielle talk about and hear some of her suggestions, make sure you slide into her DMs at Hangry Houstonian, myself at JessieWatt965, or on our podcast Instagram at the Hangry Girls Podcast. We want to give a huge thank you to our executive producer, Sarah Frazier. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, guys. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry with Jesse Watt and Danielle Dubois. Make sure to listen Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio 650, 95.7 HD3, or on the Radio.com app. Download it today.